Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. This nationally recognized, award-winning podcast is hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. I'm your host, Mindy McCulley, Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Specialist for Instructional Support at the University of Kentucky. My guest today is Dr. Courtney Luking, Extension Professor and Specialist in Food Nutrition and Health. Welcome, Courtney. Hi, Mindy. So I'm excited today that we're going to be talking about World Breastfeeding Week, which is the first week in August. Yes, it's a nice opportunity to really highlight a wonderful way that we can nourish children and nourish women and nourish our society. I think that's a, a great thing because I know that breastfeeding is a great way not only to nourish our children, but it, it's a great bonding opportunity for mother and child. And I, I think that it's great that we're going to talk about it. So let's get started by talking about why breast milk is recommended um, for infants. Breast milk is a really, it's essentially the perfect food for a baby. We can think of breast milk as having active ingredients. And these active ingredients include vitamins, minerals, fat, sugar, protein, antibodies, which are the things that help basically support a baby's immune system until theirs can start getting up to speed. And there's so much more. And these active ingredients, it's so convenient. Yes, that's a whole nother reason. But think about the nutritional purpose alone. These active ingredients protect babies against infection and inflammation, and they really support healthy growth and development. And one of the coolest things is that breast milk is dynamic. So this means that the types and amounts of these what I'm air quoting ingredients, Uh change from the first few days after an infant is born as a mother's milk transitions into more mature milk. And it also changes within a single feeding as well as throughout the day and breast milk varies between mothers. So it's pretty amazing how um, personalized nutrition this is. So so a mother's her biology can sense what a baby needs and makes those changes automatically. Mm-hmm. It's pretty That's, cool. That is pretty fascinating. <laughs> See, I, you know, my children are in their twenties and I didn't realize that. So we, we still have a lot to learn about breast milk for sure, but that's kind of the, the overview of what we know right now. That, that is fascinating. Beyond the fact that it is convenient and it's cheap, what are some of the other benefits of breastfeeding? I like to think about the benefits in three ways. The infants, which we usually talk about. We sure. also can think about benefits for mothers. Mm-hmm. And we can also think about benefits to society. So where would you like to start? Okay, so we've talked about benefit to infants. My granddaughter was healthy after breastfeeding for her the first six months of her life. She really didn't get sick at all until after she was over a year old. I find that to be pretty amazing. Um, And so I see that as a really great benefit. So let's talk about some other benefits to the children. Yeah. So you kind of hit on two in different ways. So it can protect children from a variety of infections. Ear infections are sometimes really common ones in those first few months of life, but breastfeeding can be protective against that. It can also be protective against um, infections in our gut or our intestines. Okay. 
Uh Um, And then it also has longer term protections for chronic conditions like asthma, type 2 diabetes, and maybe obesity, but the jury is still out on that one. Okay. All righty. Now then let's talk about benefits to the mom. So breastfeeding can help a mother heal after childbirth. It helps contract that uterus and get it back kind of closer to how it was before uh, Mm -hmm. growing and delivering a baby. And it can also lower a mother's risk for type 2 diabetes, as well as certain types of breast cancer and ovarian cancer. So some health benefits for mom. And then this is one that I could really feel when I was breastfeeding my daughter. Uh Breastfeeding releases naturally soothing hormones, and this can promote stress reduction and positive feelings in a nursing mother. Oh, and so that helps to build that bond, right? Exactly. So that's kind of that next one we we can talk about is that physical and emotional bonding that occurs between a mother and a child. And part of this is because breastfeeding promotes more of that skin-to-skin contact. Sure holding an infant, maybe there's more stroking or touching. And so many feel that that affectionate bonding during the first years of life can also help reduce social and behavioral problems in both children and adults. Ah, yes. And when I was, or when my children were young, sometimes I would pump so that my husband would have the benefit of of getting that breastfeeding experience, even though he was having to do it from a bottle. But you know, he would have that benefit as well. So that's a nice way to include a a partner or a spouse or Mm -hmm. co-parent because it can be hard and taxing on a mom when breastfeeding to feel like kind of the sole source of nutrition. So that's a nice way to include others. Yes. And so then you said that there are also benefits to society. So tell us about those societal benefits. Yes. Breastfeeding can save lives. Research shows that if 90% of families breastfed exclusively, meaning breast milk only for the first six months of life, nearly 1,000 deaths among infants could be prevented each year. Wow. And you mentioned, yes, yes. So it's pretty powerful. And I think you mentioned kind of the convenience of it. Breastfeeding also saves money. Breastfed infants typically are a little bit healthier and therefore have lower medical costs. Um, The need for fewer sick care visits or prescriptions or hospitalizations. And it also saves on the cost of formula. So there, there's just really not a downside, is there? <laughs> not, not that, not in the way we're spinning it. Um, yeah. But breastfeeding can also have a more productive workforce. So mothers who breastfeed may miss less work to care for sick infants. So kind of coming back to the health of mom and baby. And finally, breastfeeding can be better for the environment and just thinking about the waste that is created through the cans for formula, trash, plastic waste, things of that nature. Oh, yeah. So Dr. Heather Norman Bergdorf and I just did a podcast related to food waste. And so that would be one of those food waste that we would not have to deal with if we were breastfeeding, right? Exactly. Okay. So can you give us a snapshot of breastfeeding rates in Kentucky? Sure. And before I do that, I will say it's recommended just to kind of set the stage so we understand what I'm sharing. Um, So it's recommended that infants are exclusively breastfed um, for the first six months of life. So that breast milk only. I will, you know, acknowledge that not all women can breastfeed and we totally understand that. But knowing that, so these are the recommendations for first six months. So recent data in Kentucky suggests that nearly three out of every four infants have ever been fed breast milk. But then when we look at the 
compared to the recommendations for exclusively or only feeding breast milk for the first six months, that number drops to about one out of every four infants. So we have a lot of work to do in we terms do, of supporting we? We do. mothers who would like to breastfeed their infants. Well, and, and I understand that because I have two children and I was able to breastfeed one exclusively and the other one, I, I did have trouble. And so I, I do understand it. And it's, I guess we need to make it clear that just because you can't breastfeed maybe with one, don't give up because there's, you know, you can always try again. Mm-hmm. I think I think we've said that in something about something else. Try, try again. And so don't give up just because you can't do it one time doesn't mean you can't ever do it. Try with another child. Exactly. Right. Exactly. What are some other ways that we can support breastfeeding? So this might seem kind of random, but I do want to point out that in Kentucky, there are laws that allow mothers to breastfeed in any public or private space in which they are allowed to be in. And there are also federal laws to protect breastfeeding mothers. So companies that have more than 50 employees are in, should be entitled to a reasonable break in time to express milk in private spaces that are not bathrooms. And so these laws are actually an important step in creating a culture and norm of supporting breastfeeding. There are other ways that we can do this. And so reminding ourselves that while breastfeeding is natural, it does not necessarily come naturally. I know I had a rough start. And so we need to acknowledge that every woman's journey is different. And so being able to provide adequate emotional and what I like to call technical support, like (laughs) logistics of like getting a child to latch and how do I know when they're done? How do I know when they're hungry? And so the, the emotional and technical support from professionals, family, friends, and more is going to be key. Exactly. And there are lots of, well, maybe not lots, but there are support groups for breastfeeding moms, people who've done it for years and people who did it years ago, all kinds of different support that people can find in the community as well, aren't there? Yes. Yes. There's a variety of people. And so just to highlight some kind of names, what these groups or people are called that might be uh, particularly helpful for mothers who are maybe pregnant and making decisions about breastfeeding or maybe have an infant or maybe you're even seven months into it because we never know or just when we figure things out, they change. And so wanting to know that there's support no matter what phase you're in. The people who can help us uh, include international board certified lactation consultants. These Mm -hmm. are individuals who are certified professionals regarding breastfeeding. They have the highest level of knowledge and skill in, um, in supporting women. We also have certified lactation counselors or certified breastfeeding educators. And oftentimes these individuals are found in local health departments, healthcare systems, or maybe even pediatrician or other healthcare provider offices. Then to your point, we also have some peer counselor programs, the peer support programs. These could be community-based. They might also be associated with WIC programs. We also have La Leche League of Kentucky, Tennessee. That's a group that you can look up online and find a local local group. And finally, there are doula professionals. These are individuals trained to give birthing families social and emotional support from pregnancy through the first days or weeks at home after birth. And if they have training in lactation support, they are another wonderful resource for people. And these resources, we will provide links to how to find them in our show notes. 
because they are a great resource for nursing moms or even people who aren't haven't delivered yet but want to be able to provide that important nutrient to their their baby once they do come most uh, into the world most definitely yes. <laughs> but we do encourage you if you are a new mom or a, a new parent and want to be able to breastfeed your child to work with your people in your community who provide the support so that you are able to do that. And of course, talk to your OBGYN and let them know that you want to do that as well, because they can provide support as well. Courtney, thanks for joining us today. I think this has been a really important discussion because I do know how important it is that we we give uh, our little infants that, that first important sip of life, right? Exactly. Get them off to the the best start possible. I, I think so too. Um, to our listeners, I hope that you will join us again on Talking Facts. We are available on all major podcast providers. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT or send us an email at UKFCSEXT at UKY.edu. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. We build Kentucky. It starts with us.